Hello world, or the select few friends who chose to click on this podcast on whatever social media platform we've posted it onto. Uh, my name is Sydney. And I'm Hannah. And we're two girls going to talk about what's going on in the world today. So um, please listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first we're going to start off with a fun little icebreaker. So me and Sydney are going to tell y'all. If we could hang out with any cartoon character, who it would be and why? Okay, Sydney, you can start off. Um, mine's pretty easy. I'm going to go ahead and say SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, yes, I love him. A living <laughs> icon. Any situation that you're in in life, there's a SpongeBob theme to go with it. I'm convinced no one can prove otherwise. So no, that's yeah, my I answer. Agree. <laughs> that's such a good one. Um, okay, I think I would say... Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls just because I don't know like I really connect with her on like every level spiritually mentally physically like I just love me some bubbles and we could just like I don't know we could cry it out eat some good food watch some good Netflix I feel like we'd be buds (laughs) I can definitely see that being bubbles uh quarantine activity (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I would love (laughs) that's so funny okay so um, I guess we should just tell y'all a little bit why we wanted to uh, come on here and like discuss what's been going on in the world and um like give y'all like our points of view and everything. So Sydney, um, how have you been feeling with like everything going on and like let everybody know like a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so for people who don't know me or have never seen me in person, I am a black woman. Um fairly young, 23, just graduated college, um, and I live in the South. I'm originally from Texas, but I've been spending the last few years in Louisiana while I was at school. Um, And to answer your question about how I've been feeling lately, you know, it's really hard uh, because some days I'm like, you got to be positive. You got to be excited about, like, just being able to, to live life and wake up in the morning and see everything great. And then other days it's like, I've been in my apartment for three days straight and I'm tired and I don't know why I'm tired because I've just been sleeping. Um, and like, you kind of want to talk to people, but then you're like, I'm tired of talking about the same thing over and over again. It's no change. Uh, so my feelings have just been fluctuating like yeah, this whole no, time. <laughs> I completely get it. Like that's so like valid. And I think that probably is the same way a lot of other people have been feeling, um, especially other like minorities and like people of color, um, like, trying to find the balance between like being thankful for like being here and like living and like all that good stuff but like also dealing with like the very real like fears and emotions that come with it you know what I mean yeah um and I'm Hannah for those of you who may not know me I am 22 and I've lived in the south um I've lived in Louisiana my whole life and I am Creole so I am majority minority um with also like some white heritage as well so I look and appear very white while some of my family members appear um to be black or Hispanic or parts of our other cultures and like races that we're all mixed with um so I've been feeling very like confused and just very like upset for like the past couple of weeks just because I'm trying to figure out, like, where my role 
is in all of this because I want to like acknowledge that yes I am like one of the lightest people in my family like I do have white privilege but I am not white and so like I have family members that I have to be afraid for and like I still like like I don't know like when I wear my hair natural like people look at me differently and like people will ask like oh well what are you and they like turn their nose whenever I don't say white or and so I've just been very like confused and angry for the last two weeks if I'm being completely honest yeah I think you bring up like a very good point about like the white passing community um and how to feel the situation because it, it hits close to home because that's part of your culture that's who you are like no one can ever deny that but by the same token, you know, like you have that privilege of walking or being in the same space as people who may be darker than you or appear to be black and you will have completely different experiences from them. So I think that yeah. that's a very, very tough place to be in at this at this time frame. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um. So I guess like I have like questions for you Um. and like, I don't know, like and I have points that like I want to bring up but like I guess what what I want to start off with is how like with you being like a black young woman like what would be like what would you ask of me as like an ally that one like feels it on another level than like white people because they are my family members like like this is like my ancestors, you know what I mean? Like in my, like my culture, like part of my culture, but like, what do you expect of me as an ally who is of like lighter skin and I do pass for white? That's a really good question. Um, and a very unique situation. I think I don't, as I want to preface this by saying my opinions and my views, I do not speak for the entire black community, but for the place that I'm in right now in life, this is how I feel things should work. Um, and what I would like to see out of an ally is just your voice. Um, and that can be a multitude of things. That can be you out protesting and screaming and yelling um, points across. That could be you posting things on social media, like or places to shop black or um, the reason why things are the way they are and how like defunding the police works and all that good stuff. So like there's room for you to educate on a platform where you can reach more people without necessarily going out um, and being someone who protests, especially given the like, current like pandemics going on, some concerns. Um, and then the last thing that I would hope to see out of an ally, honestly, is someone to just listen. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten calls or text message over the last couple of weeks and people are saying, like, they're apologizing to me and they're justifying, like, how they're not their ancestors or they're not their family members who are racist. And it almost feels like you're trying to prove to me that you're not bad. Yeah. Um, and personally, that's the last thing I want to hear. Like, I could not care less about the guilt that you feel right now over something you believe you didn't do. And if you really want to be there for me or show your support for me, I would suggest closing your mouth and opening your ears and just listening to what I have to say, listening to my feelings, 
um, asking what it is you can do. But in that in situations like that, I want more people to understand that it's not about making you feel better about not being a racist yeah. um, and actually doing better. No, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> doing something to actually make a difference. Um, because, I mean, just like you, people say, like, I feel so bad right now. Like, okay, how do you think I felt the last 23 years and will feel for the rest of my life? Yeah. Like, this is a moment for you, but this is a life for me. So just really take that time to listen. Yeah, no, that's so good. And I'm so glad you brought up those points. Um, and I think that, like, a lot of people – are understanding and at least I've I've seen a few people like trying to like learn how to become a better ally and um even me like every day I'm still trying to become a better ally um and I think that those are some really great ways to like be able to help um okay so I have been very vocal on my social media to say the least (laughs) And um, I've gotten a lot of people asking me why I've been so vocal. And I um, simply on like a couple of my posts, I've just said, hey, if you want to know, like, send me questions, like, we'll have a discussion about it. And um, I decided instead of like discussing it one on one with those people, I decided to like bring those questions to you and to me on this podcast so that we could discuss them and you could get like more than just my point of view. Um, Because I don't know, I think that having multiple, like multiple people and multiple opinions, like, and coming together, I think that that there's like strength in that, you know, and there's like a better way to learn. So, yeah, I agree. One of the questions that I received was, um, so coming right on the bat, somebody asked, what makes it so wrong to say the N-word when it's only in a song? This one hits close to home for me, but I want to hear your answer first. <laughs> oh, I'm truly tired of this question. I hate it. It's my <laughs> least favorite question. Yeah, I get this question a lot. And the truth is, there are some Black people who do not care. Like, my brother is one of them. Like, he does not care if non-Black people say the N-word. Um, and I do not agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so, I just think it's a word that's reclaimed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, whenever Black people use it, it doesn't have the same gut punch feeling um because it's now a word that we own and we use to communicate with people of our own like it's our community's word yes um the reason why i'm tired of questions like that in particular is because someone will say like if you're rapping a song and you say it and i look at you and i'm saying hey man like don't say that you know Mm -hmm. and your immediate response is why not it's in the song or why not you guys say it all the time to each other? I'm frustrated because at that point, what you chose to do was negate all of my feelings and put them on the back burner. Exactly. And try and find an excuse to why you should use it. Um, and I just it really pisses me off because I'm like, stop for a second and think. If I have to ask you and your response is immediately to defend yourself and not listen to my feelings, I 
you're you don't want to say the word for the right reasons anyway yeah. or you're not saying it just to say it no I <laughs> you would recognize that it hurts yeah um I think another response I hear a lot is like well it's just a word okay so if it's just a word like you can stop saying it like it's it's just a word Correct. like it's not yeah. that hard for you to stop saying it then you know like I don't know it, yeah. it it's home for me because I'll be out with my friends and we'll all be like whatever and then I'll like look around and I see all of these very white people like rapping this word that is not for them. Like that is not their word. And I get so heated because um, like me and like my brother, we've talked about it before. Like we have cousins who use that word because they, they appear black. We have family members like uncles and stuff. They all use that word. They can use it. Like they, they can use it. My brother and I, we do not look black. No matter what percentage black we are, like we do not look it, so we will not use it. And so it really just like, I don't know, it really irks my nerves that like white people who are white, like they use it with like to no avail. Like they don't even like, like they don't even think like, oh, this could be hurtful, you know? And like, yeah, we made that decision like to be mindful and like, our cousins are like, you can use it, you can say the word. And like, we're, we're, we don't say it. We're not gonna because it's a word that we would not have been called. And so we don't mm-hmm. feel that we need that's to reclaim yeah. it, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And so that mindfulness. Yeah. And it's about like how you're saying your feelings. Like, I feel like if you are my friend and my friends understand and like we've had discussions and stuff, which is great. But like, if you are my friend, and you continue to say that word after you know it hurts my feelings. And, like, after you know, like, like we have black friends who say, like, do not say that word. Like, I don't like you saying that word. And the excuses will come up. And it's it's negating, like, your friend's feelings. Like, would you do anything to, like, discount your friend's feelings? Like, if they say, hey, don't joke with me like that. It hurts my feelings. Like, you would stop joking with them like that. Right. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, that's... That actually... You reminded me whenever you said that of my first time going to an LSU football game. And so for those who don't know, LSU was my graduate school. I'm a big sports fan. I absolutely love football. So I was very excited to finally be at a big SEC school. Go Tigers. um, With a great football team. Yeah, go Tigers. (laughs) And I remember being in the student section for one of the first times. And this was the 2018 school year um, or football season. And that's when the song by Sheck West was very popular. I forget the name of it. Mo Bamba. Yeah. That song. Um, and it's like LSU's a PWI. So the student section was a sea of white faces. Mm-hmm. And the song comes on. Everyone gets super hyped. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, this like it's is not going to end gonna well. Find out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, lo and behold, there's this petite blonde girl right behind me yeah. and just like yeah. shouts the word with all of the energy in her chest and I whip around so quick because I just know I felt it in my soul that she was not black and I like looked at her and she immediately started crying um at that point I knew even before the kickoff this girl was drunk (laughs) which is not uncommon for LSU football students um so (laughs) so she's like crying her eyes out and she's like I am so sorry and then I haven't said anything at this point. I've just given her a look of like, did you really just scream that? 
And she then proceeds to pull out her debit card and say, like, here, you can take any money. Like, you can oh buy God. yourself, like, a drinks and stuff. And I'm, like, shocked <laughs> and shook it and just looking at this girl, like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And her friend is, like, she's drunk. She's not like this. She's a good person, blah, blah. And so I'm, like, okay. At that point, I realized without me saying a word, just by me looking at you, based off of what you've done, you know that it was wrong. Yeah. You're fully aware that what you did was not okay yeah. because you would not have reacted that way if you did not believe that what you did was perfectly fine. And furthermore, to piss me off to no avail, I should have taken the money, but I'm a good person. I did not. You then tried to buy me off by yeah. <laughs> offering me your card. <laughs> to go get a like, drink. For that poor girl, I just, I hope that she... Um, learns to control her alcohol and take one um and two i hope that she realized that night if she remembers anything that <laughs> she should not say the n-word especially directly behind a black woman yeah. um, at a sporting event i just that is one memory that will forever be etched into my brain yeah and like unfortunately that happens entirely too often like i think us yeah. being where we are too um the south has its it has its perks and like you love the South and you never want to leave it. But I think being from the South, we're like racially dividing like history is so deep. And like, it's really like, I've met people that like, they truly were like, well, my dad says that I really just didn't think of it like that. And, and to me, it, I was like, are you kidding? Like, how did you not think of it? But it, it really is like ignorance for lack of a better word, but like, I don't mean to be like condescending, but like a lot of people down here are not educated on like the way that like their parents were raised is wrong. And like the, the way that like, right. Like having like, I don't know, like their grandparents, like their way of thinking is not, is not how you treat people. And I think it's really hard, especially down here, not that the North doesn't have their fair share of it. I think that down here, it's just so passive yeah um, or it's it's ingrained into that culture yeah that you don't even realize it yeah no exactly and like especially with like the whole we could even bring up like the whole fight about the confederate flag right now um yeah like down here <laughs> like when i went to high school we had a like a row of um in the parking lot called redneck row where all of the big trucks wave their huge confederate flags american flags and that can't be real sydney it was very real and we oh. and i like i went to school in the suburbs where like we have a good mixture of both like i don't know like it to me and like they saw nothing wrong with it they were like no it's just like the flag of the south and i'm like you don't understand what it stands for and so many of them did not know what it stood for that like they were just like blindly like waving this flag of hate because like their grandfather fought in that war like not knowing what the war right. was even for <laughs> not that like because we weren't taught we weren't taught the truth in history classes so like it's just right. it goes so You're definitely deep. fighting on the wrong side yeah <laughs> like like they also lost very badly <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know like it just goes so deep. And That's like consistently waving a Dallas Cowboys flag. It's yes, like discussing about how it's so great, you know. 
Oh, man. <laughs> to me, I've seen so many people say, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. But I'm just, I hate to say the word, like, like, thankful because like I'm not thankful that like we're losing innocent black lives every single day and like multiple every single day but I'm thankful that it's finally coming to light and like people are finally starting to realize that something needs to change and like we can't keep going this way and like I feel like it's the civil rights movement all over again but this time like we get a chance to be on the right side of history like I don't Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Right, yeah. And so I did get a question um, asking, because of a lot of, like, Black Lives Matter um, supporters, we're all starting to say, like, defund the police. Um, I have an uncle or a cousin who, um, he was a police chief, and, like, I have family members that are also Creole that are in law enforcement. Um, so I get this question, um, but I don't know. So I got this question and it said, my friend's dad is a cop who is a minority. He does, does his life matter less because he is black and also blue. And so what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Satan working real hard today. <laughs> We're back. Satan works hard, but Apple works harder. <laughs> okay. All right. We're, we're back. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> so, so um back to the question that um I received. Somebody asked, my friend's dad is a cop who is a minority. Does his life matter less because he is black? And blue. So, Sydney, I want to know your um, response to that question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to answer this in a very roundabout way. Um, And what I mean by that is Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter are two very different things (laughs) Um, because you can quit being a cop you can take off that uniform when you get home I can never stop being black Um, and that's why black (laughs) this doesn't sound weird but that's why black lives matter because that's a life that like you know I can't ever stop being this person like I can't stop being black you make a decision to be a a police officer or to be in the military, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I mean, sometimes things are a little bit surprising, but for the most part, you know what you're signing up for. Um, And so whenever you get into it and if you see things are wrong and you choose to stay on and not make a change on them, then, I mean, I really have very little sympathy for you at that point because you're making a choice. Um, I do have some friends who are black or who are Hispanic and they're police officers. And when this all first started, I remember reaching out to one of them and asking like, how do you feel right now? Like, this is your livelihood, this is your job. 
Um, and this person in particular had always thought about being a cop since we were in high school. So like, I know that this is something that he always wanted to do. Um, yeah. So I'm like, at this point, do you feel like you, like, you're going to stay because this is what you worked hard to or like what what's happening? And he just said like, he knows his, his squad um, are good people. And every day, like they make the conscious effort to, do better and be better for the community um, in San Antonio. And so he doesn't feel at this moment that he needs to quit his dream um, because he doesn't believe like in his position where he's at, that he's doing anything wrong. Um, And he believes that he can actually make a change from the inside. Uh, and I will never discredit that. Like, if you are doing active work, because I don't, I don't follow you around every day. Like I'm not doing ride along and I can't ever say that you're not making an active change or conscience change um but for the whole like blue lives matter movement that I think that that is complete and total bs there's no blue life (laughs) your life is not blue like you can stop being a cop you can go home at the end of it like if you I just it really bothers me because when people say blue lives matter what you're saying is you're completely disregarding all of the bad things that have now been proven to be true. Exactly. We have video evidence of it. You're disregarding all of that and saying, but, <laughs> and that but is very dangerous because you, when you say that, or when I see people on social media who are saying, I believe blue lives matter, it just makes me feel like you're not actually listening. Like you, you're not hearing what I'm saying at all. And you truly believe that being a cop puts you in more danger than being black. And I do not believe that to be true. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, I think that my stance on this is a little bit less gracious than yours. <laughs> um, so I have a cousin who is a police chief. Um, now, we don't talk like all the time. It's usually like just Christmas, hot big holidays. Like we'll see each other, whatever, because our family is huge. But um, that's still my cousin, nonetheless. And one time, I found myself getting into some trouble. Um, I was <laughs> underage and holding a drink for a friend, and gotten into some trouble. And um, I looked at the the cop, and I, I told him, I said, "Look, like." You were, like, right there. You know what happened. However, like, if you need someone to back you up to let you know, like, that I would not do this, like, call my cousin. Like, he was a police chief. Like, I had, like, call him. And he looked me dead in the face and said, oh. And he, like, said his name to, like, to, like, make sure that was him. And he, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's him. He said, I hate that N-word. And this man was white. And so I got very wow. enraged um, and I I was like, did you just call my cousin the N-word? And like, I was like, I want to talk to your supervisor. Like, this is so unprofessional. And he literally looked at me and he said, would you like to get more than an MIP? And at that point, I was like, I understand, like, like, this sucks. Like, you literally yeah. can, like, you, you can say whatever you want about my cousin who is very reputable, who is a great man, and you're going to like use that word against him. And then you're going to try and silence me by telling you that that's wrong. Like, and you're a person of power that can like literally arrest people can literally bring people to jail. And like, to me, you're just angry. And 
Well, like, what would he have done if I kept on? Like, he was going to arrest me probably and, like, give me worse than just an MIP charge. And so, like, to me, what I have to say about minorities in law enforcement, I think that a lot of times it can be a good thing. And I don't think that, like, your friend's squad might be awesome. Right. However, but <laughs> the entire... Not all cops. Yeah. But, like, my my brother and I have been talking about this, too. Like, the police were not a thing until after the slaves were freed. So, like, the very beginning of, like, of, like, police, like, and needing police, like, it wasn't to protect all citizens it was to protect the white people from the slaves <laughs> because they and thought to that target they those be mad you know right and so like to me like with it having that history i think yes we, like we do need to defund the police um i don't think that it's fair to ask if his life matters less because he's black and blue like that's not a valid question in my opinion because at the end of the day he's just black because if he does not have his gear on, if he is not in his patrol car, if he's off on a weekend, he's going to be stereotyped. And he he could be killed by one of his, like, fellow troopers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because he, right. like you said, like, you can take off the whole uniform. You cannot take off your skin color. And so. And also, there isn't, like, a systemic attack on cops. No. You know? <laughs> like, it's like not- your your life as an actual police officer is not in a constant danger for just existing, you know? Like, you can put yourself in a situation if you're responding to something, but, like, you just walking down the street in your uniform one day, like, does not mean that there are so many factors or elements of our society that are set out to attack you for wearing that uniform. But being Black, like, there's so many levels. Like, that's why our lives are threatened and your life as a police officer is not. And I think people just don't understand that. And that's what the point that we're trying to get across to. I mean, it's just, it's very annoying that people aren't picking up on that. No, I completely agree. Um, And so I guess in short, to answer the question, his life matters because he's black. Um, um, Okay, and then, oh, I got a really good question from one one of my really good friends, actually. Um, She has a really young kid and she's awesome um and she wants to know how to explain this to her son um who that like he he is white um and he had before any of this like he didn't really know like white from black but he would be friends with anyone like and it just didn't matter to him um and so she's having a hard time figuring out how to explain all this to him how to explain to him how like he's asking questions like well why do people hate black people and so like she needs to know how to address this to a young innocent child Hmm. i know oh (laughs) that's a hard one it is so my initial response is children's minds um they're so malleable and like at a young age like they can just absorb so much but at the same time like giving them too much can really cause a spiral um and if you don't say things the right way then any 
kids are just very inquisitive. Like my nieces and nephews ask questions till the day ends. Like yeah. <laughs> there's always a but why? Yeah, it's <laughs> um, always why. <laughs> yeah. And I've never loved like the because I said so rule until like I had to babysit. Like I just don't have the answer. I just do it because I said. But I would I would say the good news is there's a lot of experts who know how to like approach children's minds um and I would lean in on them so like for example Sesame Street did a whole special with Elmo and his dad and they were talking about it um and that's a really good one shout out to Sesame Street yeah big shout out to Sesame Street also if you're someone who doesn't know the origin of Sesame Street and why that started that is like a fantastic uh, background into that show and I don't think most people realize that it was created to help like communities of minorities um, so just like go look into that if you had a second but those people like the the cast around Sesame Street and the crew like their jobs are to focus on how to get information to children in an effective manner and yeah. like parents you may be a darn good parent but like you're not a child psychologist or like a child expert and when it comes to like explaining things um some of you are which is great but some most people aren't like your friend and so I would just recommend like leaning in on the people who are the experts and using those resources that they're putting out um and then ultimately just like letting your child know like just like you have unconditional love for them and like you just you feel so strongly about who they are as a person because of like them being your child like extend that same love to everyone. Like there's, I mean, racism is taught, like hate, hatred towards people, it's taught. So yeah, if you are constantly showing your child that you love them and you love on other people because that's what we're supposed to do on this earth, mm-hmm. then I mean, ultimately that's gonna show them to not be racist because what's ingrained in their mind now is to love people and not to, judge them or expect certain behaviors from them based off of their skin. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That was such a good answer. Um, I think my advice or like my answer would be like, they have, like you said, there are so many good resources. Like I know a lot of like parents who have amazing like books, like literally if you just like Google, like, activism books for kids like there's so many like good books there's good like um like good shows like Sesame Street who who like um spotlight like and like showcase like equality and like everyone's like equal at the end of the day like I think like shows like that are important and it's important what you're like putting into your child's mind like if like me growing up I think I probably had to have like the racism talk like a lot sooner than some kids because I would ask questions like well why are the kids at school asking me if I'm mixed or like why um like I would wonder like why I wasn't as tan as like my aunt or whatever and I would ask my parents questions like that and like we would discuss them honestly but like you have to just be very careful because like you said Kids are impressionable, but if you give them too much too soon, it could backfire. Yeah. Because they are children. Um, but I think that not educating them enough 
also is not beneficial because they're going to learn it from somewhere. So you might as like, you want them to learn it's it very true. from you. Yeah. So like my parents, like when I started saying like, Oh, kids are asking me if I'm mixed. Like they were like, okay, yeah, you're five, but like, we need to talk to you about it because <laughs> like, they're going to start telling you things. They're going to start telling you like pick a color. And like, they didn't want me to, to get misinformation. And right. so I think it's important to get, to get to them and like tell them the truth before other people do, but also like make it an ongoing discussion. And like, as they get older, give them more information, tell them more and like, make it not just a one and done sit down and then go learn it from somewhere else. Right. Um, you should like eight mile the situation. Yeah. <laughs> get get yeah. to the, the hard stuff before someone calls out on you. Yeah. No, <laughs> that was such a good analogy. Um, <laughs> Okay, so um, as we're coming to an end with the questions and all of that, um, I guess just to get some hope in such a dark time, I want to know, and I have like things that I want to see happen in the next few months, and I want to know what you want to see happen and like what we can continue to do because I don't know about you, but I've been seeing less and less Black Lives Matter like on my timeline there's been less protest, like everything's starting to die down as it always does. So what can we do to like keep the momentum and like, what would you like to see continue and be done in these next few months to just like keep going in a positive direction? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, Well, I don't, I don't believe that protests have died down. I believe that the media has just gotten tired of running the story. That could be very Um, true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, there isn't, like, anything major, like, a cop attacking someone or, like, protesters looting something. And so, like, you know, I strongly believe the media is going to run what's most um, aggressive. And if there's peaceful protests happening everywhere, I think that just becomes a little bit redundant. I don't think it's dying down, which is good. Um, the one thing that I would want to see slash see less of, um, I appreciate the things like the Black Lives Matter street and um, like pictures and photo ops of companies and CEOs saying that they stand with <laughs> the Black community. Yeah. Um, I think when I got the 20th email from a CEO from a company that I didn't even know I subscribed to in my email list, I was done. Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, I can I can do without that. It's cute and it makes you feel good for like two minutes. But what I need and what I would love to see is actual legislation. Like put something in law that's going to show me that like change is actually happening and I can live in this world um, peacefully as a black person. Defund the police, you know, yeah. do what needs to be done at the legislation level to show that there's an actual change happening because like the paint can get washed off the street and those pictures can get buried under other things on social media real quick. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I get that. Those are really good. Um, I think what I want to see is I want to see legislation um, definitely change. I really loved yesterday. Um, I saw like the videos of the EBR school board meeting yeah. And I love voices being heard finally. I um I I love seeing people speak out and like having platforms to like 
give their side of the story and be able to be angry and like let like be passionate like I love that like because to me like these people who have like who are like wanting to keep such a like tight hold to like such a terrible history like they they've been like blind blinded to like how it's been affecting like others and I think that last night that was like beautiful to see was that like yeah you can cry and you can be upset because it's true like you are not being an advocate you are not helping the situation you know what I mean did you see that right I saw like a snippet of it but I didn't get to see the whole um clip that they had it was so good I um if you're from here if you went to an EBR school. If you went to a surrounding parish school, I um, advise you to just look at a little bit of it. It was like seven hours, the whole entire thing. But they have certain highlights from certain people. And it was really, really good and really inspiring. Um, and I also do want to see the police defunded. Um, I do believe that there still needs to be some sort of um program in place to protect people but I think it needs to be completely different from what we've had for the past hundreds of years um maybe that's a good topic for what we should do next is actually breaking down what it means to defund the police okay maybe yeah. people are just scared they think that's that we're just gonna get rid of the police altogether. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. a fear <laughs> I think that is a fear like people fear what they don't know and right I think that's good so come back for our next podcast we might discuss um <laughs> what we mean when we say defund the police we don't mean oh we don't need any kind of protection for people at all it just will look different than what we've had in the past and what we have today because something's obviously not working <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh, this was so fun Sydney I'm glad that we can like talk about like real things I'm glad that um I don't know, like, I really do feel hopeful that, like, our generation, even though we do have, like, the people who are fighting so hard to, like, keep their, like, I don't know, keep their white history the way that they want it to be. Like, I think that it's it's beautiful that, like, I'm seeing more young people than ever, like, take a stand for once instead of just saying, oh, like, I don't want to be vocal about it. Like, people are being vocal. Like, people are saying, like, we don't want this to be where we raise our children. Like, I know I don't want to raise my children in this kind of society and with this system because with girls, you never know. I I could marry a white man and still have a dark-skinned child because of my, <laughs> like, genetics. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't want my children to have to, like, question and like I don't I don't know like I want a brighter future for us and for our children and for literally every human because I feel like we um I don't know it's gotta it's gotta be better than this yeah this can't be bare minimum what we deserve yeah like (laughs) bare minimum but yeah this was really fun um it's definitely definitely not the last discussion that I want to have um did you have any other questions that you wanted to address or anything you wanted to say? Um, nope. Just shop local, shop black. And but we can uh, talk about that too. We can have a list of um <laughs> black owned businesses in that yeah. and surrounding areas. That's good, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, if you have thanks any for questions, uh, <laughs> if you have any questions for either of us, or if you want to hear us discuss anything else, 
at another um time just dm us or dm me um and we'll be happy to discuss it i hope you enjoyed it yeah bye bye